you could be anywhere doing anything, but you're hanging out with us, and we appreciate that. So wherever you're listening and however you're listening, we appreciate you guys for listening. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Game Plan Podcast. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. That's T as in Tom, S as in Sarah, M as in Mother. Joining me on the show this week. He's a contributor for NBC Sports, and he is also one of the best talent evaluators and scouts of high school basketball players in the country. My main man, Tobias Bass. Tobias, how you doing today, my man? Doing well, man. How about yourself? You know, I really can't complain. It is spring break. A brother has finally had a chance for some relaxation. Finally had a chance to take a big, deep breath. But I tell you who is not taking a deep breath right now. NFL Free Agency. A lot of players, a lot of moves being made. Zadarius Smith to Baltimore, Chandler Jones to the Raiders, Von Miller going for six years, $120 million to Buffalo. So, Tobias, first off, in your opinion, what has been the biggest move of free agency thus far? To me, I like what the, I like what the, uh, what the Chargers are doing. They bring in uh, J.C. Jackson. He's been one of the best corners in the league for the past two to three years. Then you bring in... Khalil Mack, he, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer whenever he decides to hang it up. The thing with the Chargers is, if you're looking at this pure roster from top to bottom, they have one of the best rosters in the NFL. They just don't know how to win. They've lost, I believe, like over 17 games in the last three years by, by I think, by, by three points or less or, or a touchdown or less. So they just they just can't catch a break when it comes to that. But from roster, I don't, I don't know if you'll find a better pure roster in the NFL than them. I definitely can agree with that. For me, I think the like the t- the team that's made, I don't know if the biggest moves, but the best moves possibly would be the Bengals, shoring up that offensive line, getting Alex Kappa from the Bucks, getting Ted Cars from the New England Patriots on some pretty good contracts. I personally, the reason I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl is because I knew that the Cincinnati Bengals could not block a phone call. They could not yeah. stop a runny nose with Cottonelle tissue. They just had five fat guys in front of Joe Burrow, right? Mm-hmm. And that is the primary reason why they lost that football game is because they couldn't give him a second to breathe. So fixing that offensive line for me is definitely, definitely going to help them compete in the in the AFC North for years to come. I like the Chargers. I really did like the move that the Chargers made as well. And now also, let's think about this. How much of a bloodbath is the AFC West going to be? Yeah, no, no, the AFC, the AFC West is tough. I'm about to say they're probably they're gonna be be, be, the, be the best division. And I misspoke. The Chargers have lost 25 games in the past three seasons by eight points or less. That's insane. Oh man, that's 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 crazy. And there's a and there's a few in there where it's, it's game winning field goal, you know, less than five. So they they you know, you win half of those. You're, they're a playoff team, but they just haven't been able to get it done. So hopefully adding these guys right here, they can do it. That's, but that's the thing. When you have a quarterback, when they, when before you pay them, you have the flexibility to do this. When you have a good quarterback young, get the pieces around him and go win, go win your Super Bowl. Uh, most recently the Chiefs did. So I think, I think they're, they're going about it the right way. Absolutely. So what team do you feel like made the most head scratching moves so far of free agency? I mean, I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm going to be a little biased, but I, mean, I don't get why they Mr. Trubisky. He can't be the starter. Can't be. He, he, that, that's that's not the guy. I know they were probably they probably 
sniffed around to see if they could get Watson. He's expected to go to the Falcons, but there had to have been a better move somewhere, I think. But, you know, this is that's how the cookie crumbles. And, I mean, I guess you're going to have to start Mr. Trubisky, but I don't, I don't like that move. What other quarterback options realistically were out there? Because we are, this is, by all accounts, a weak quarterback draft where there's no like mm-hmm. surefire guy mm-hmm. that everybody, anybody really feels great about. And as we know, great quarterbacks are hard to come by and great quarterbacks rarely come available. So, I mean, they would have ended up, you know, trying to get an open box special. So, and I think they're in a situation to where if they, if Trubisky is a starter for this year, which I think he will be, but even if he wasn't, even if they were going to roll with Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph, who I think is absolutely terrible, they yeah. have to draft a quarterback next year. And in my opinion, they probably should have drafted a quarterback last year when there was yeah. Lawrence Fields. You know, like, why on earth didn't you go try to trade up the farm to get a quarterback then? Right. Even if, even if they would have got the quarterback from A and M, I thought that I thought that he would have been better. He's better than us. You know. You know. He might. He might not even be be a real player. Yeah. I, I would have tried to do something because now you have Mason Rudolph, who's who's terrible. He really shouldn't be in the, in the league. And you got a uh, Haskins even worse. So they're in. They're in. A, they're in a weird spot too. They have a great roster, just no quarterback. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky sat behind Josh Allen last year. Maybe he picked up some tips, and you know, he can be serviceable now that does bring me to like one of my bigger points i'd like to make here on today's show so with russell wilson being traded to the denver broncos last week trade was made official yesterday when the league year officially opened and with deshaun watson now that the criminal portion of his case is concluded he still got 20 some odd civil suits but the NFL doesn't seem to care about that neither do these teams and it makes sense because they're not looking for a good person particularly they're looking for a guy who's a great football player and he happens to be one of the seven best quarterbacks that's walking the planet today so whether he's some measure of sexual degenerate or not nobody really seems to care but i digress it is rare in the nfl you get high-end top-level talent that becomes a free agent during the prime of their careers with the way the nfl has free agency and the franchise tag set up basically if you're a great player you don't hit free agency until Basically, your best years are behind you. Think about Emmitt Smith going to the Cardinals or J.J. Watt right now playing for Arizona or Julio Jones looking for another team at this point at 33 years old. Right. We're going to have this offseason two of the top seven quarterbacks walking the planet on new teams. You juxtapose that to the player movement in the in, in, in the NBA where Kawhi Leonard Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis all changed teams within a 15-month period, right? Yeah. And that's just a regular day at the office for the NBA. Hell, James Harden has changed teams twice in the past 15 months. Like what we're, So I want people to really like think about what we're seeing here is unheard of because like quarterback is probably the most important position in all of sports. And that can just change the entire direction of your franchise. If you get even a decent one, people are willing to do whatever they can, right? People are willing to fall all over themselves to pay an average quarterback. You know what I mean? And like people keep hoping that if we build the roster up around even a quarterback that's average, that maybe everything else around them will cover up their deficiencies. Cough, cough. I'm talking about you, Minnesota. Cough, cough. Talking about you, San Francisco. But 
I just want people to like really like just think like what we're seeing right now is something that I don't think we've ever seen. Like how many times like we're going to have Matt Stafford, who I don't think is an elite quarterback. He isn't an elite quarterback, but Matt Stafford is probably he's good. he's, he's very good. He's very good. He's like in that class of quarterback that's like non elite. Right. Like, yeah. Tobias, like, walk with me on this. Is he would you consider him in like that Donovan McNabb level of quarterback? Yeah. I mean, the, the thing with him, because. I mean, I'm, I was one of the few that was going to stand on that ledge. I wanted him to be a Hall of Famer. thing with him is he doesn't have the individual awards, because it's crazy. The year he led the league, I think, in passing touchdowns, and passing guards, he didn't make the Pro Bowl, which doesn't make sense. But, but Eli Manning made the Pro Bowl the year he led the league in interception. Doesn't make sense. But So he doesn't have those individual awards, but he had, but he's done everything else. He's broke a bunch of records for a, a crap ton of yards. And, I mean, you look at it. He, if he plays the next three to four seasons, he throws for at least 20 touchdowns. I think I did it was like 3,000 yards. He would crack the top eight in both. He would be he would crack the top eight in both, and he'd be a Super Bowl champion. Now, hold on. So we're recording this on March the 17th, and it is 548 Central Time, just to give people a good idea of kind of what time it is they were recording this and things are really fluid and subject to change. But also today, speaking of quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield asked for a trade. The Browns met with Deshaun Watson earlier this week and Baker Mayfield apparently was quite upset about that. And on one hand, I can understand why Baker Mayfield would be upset. On one hand, I can. It's like, yo, I went out here with a torn shoulder, whole lot of other injuries. Like I try, you know, he went out there hurt and played until basically week 17 until they were basically completely out of it right so on one hand you put your body on the line for this organization and they're going to try to go out there and get somebody else now on the organization side of things i understand this absolutely like why eat mcdonald's if i can afford steak 48 right like buddy think about this in nba terms tobias like when the golden state warriors had coming off the 73 and 9 season and going into free agency I mean, we got Harrison Barnes. He'll probably be really, really good with Harrison Barnes. But uh, Kevin Durant's out there. Right. Who in there? Like, you'd have to be free and crack cocaine to be like, no, 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 no. We'll just keep Harrison Barnes. We don't need Kevin Durant. Right? Like, yo. And I think the reason Baker's so upset about this is because quarterbacks are treated differently than other players on the football team. They're almost treated, you know, as they're a step above the rest of the team. And this is just goes Definitely. from like youth sports from like Pop Warner to middle school to high school on up. They're treated almost as an extension of the coaching staff almost. So they're almost in some ways a bit separated from the rest of the team. And look at look at look at A-Rod. A-Rod has two locker rooms. He has one with the guys and one around the corner that's completely separated from the rest of the team. Yeah. So he's he's often in there. Yeah, so what Baker Mayfield is on is no 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 no. You're like everybody else. If there's a chance we can get better, yeah. we will. Right. So, and you, I mean, thing, go ahead. My bad. My bad. My bad. The thing I was saying too is, you know, the thing when you when you get a quarterback, like you were talking about Matthew Stafford earlier, when you get a quarterback, like it changes the dynamic of the room. Because you know, one thing you can fool fans, but you can't fool players. When you when you when you step onto that field, and unfortunately, you have a Baker Mayfield, and you look across the thing, you have a Lamar Jackson, a Matthew Stafford, a Patrick Mahomes. You're like, damn, really? We don't have that guy over there. We just don't have that guy. So what happens? You get down 10, 10, 17 points, that 10-point lead, that 10-point deficit feels like 20 because it's going to be so – it takes you guys so long to score. So you get in, you get in a quarterback, screw the picks, get rid of the picks because picks don't matter. And I think that you're starting to see 
with GMs, they're starting to get younger. They're starting to realize, you know what? Screw it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go for it all now. So we have to give up a big a part of our future six seven years from now. School, if we can get that ring now, it's worth. It. I think they're start. I think teams are starting that they're not valuing picks as much because you know how it is. NFL first three rounds, those guys are probably gonna be starters if they're good. At least definitely significant contributor. But when you get even in some even in some draft, this could even be one of them. You get out of that first, maybe even second round. That that dude can't play for me. He can't. He's not gonna make a lasting impact on my team today. So screw it. I'll get rid of that pick. Give it to somebody else. I'll just take the quarterback instead. Oh yeah, man. And the thing about the picks is like the draft picks. I think people that value the draft picks. That's under the assumption that you're good at actually identifying talent and developing said talent into great players. There's not that many teams that are that good at identifying talent developing talent and then turning those guys into great players for a long period of time uh-huh. right it, and especially those like if you're talking about teams who pick in the top in, in like the later parts of the draft or the later parts of the of the rounds because they win consistently they're like Psh, you might as well just get contributors now so instead of yeah. having to develop them I just got guys out of plug and play guys, right? And then if I'm not confident in my scouting department, I can find guys in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round that I can turn into guys, that I can turn into contributors for cheap. So in that in that hand, that totally makes sense. But other teams, I'm just looking at them like, why are you still trying to bang your head against the wall and turn try to turn somebody into what they aren't? Like so, Washington. Why are you doing trying this Carson Wentz thing? Carson Wentz is getting passed around like a pack of Newports in county jail. And why do you think you're going to be the one that's going to finally get Carson Wentz back to what he was in 2016, 2017? Like, he ain't that good. He, he's the best quarterback they've had in how long? Eight years? He's going to be the, he's going to, he's going to, he's better than Fitzpatrick. He's better. I like Heineke, but he's, he's better than Heineke. He's, he's better than Haskins. They they just they struck out they struck out on picture because Haskins was supposed to be the guy they struck out I mean look some of their draft picks recently especially on offense they 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 folded Haskins is horrible Josh Doctor I don't think he's in the league anymore they they struck out on some of these picks so and he's just a bit even with Kirk Cousins I mean okay fine you get rid of Kirk Cousins what do you, what else who else who else you gonna get there's there's nothing it's it's sad but there's not many good quarterbacks so if you have one that puts up decent numbers that can win you football games. You you have to you have to resign that guy because if you get rid of him, there's nothing else. So that I think that's what I mean. Carson, I think Carson, he showed some flashes last year. He didn't throw the ball down the field as much as I would have liked, and he wasn't he wasn't good in some stretches either. He was okay, but I think that out of the options that they could have realistically got with Russell Wilson and Watson not going to be one of those guys, he probably was he was the best option. He's better than Mitchell Trubisky. So I don't know what else they would have tried to have done except running the back to Tyler Heineken. Yeah, and I think that's where they come into an issue of like the scarcity of quarterbacks. Like that that's where the issue becomes because there are so many teams in the league, in my opinion, that have win now rosters, except their quarterback right, right. can't get you to win. So we think about the 49ers. The 49ers probably win that Super Bowl if they didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. If Deshaun Watson's playing quarterback for them, Deshaun they probably win that game. The Jacksonville Jaguars in 20, the 2017 Jaguars that went to the conference championship game. They probably go to a Super Bowl and they got a damn good chance of winning it if they have a real competent quarterback, right? Denver has been sitting here in this position with a win now roster with a incompetent quarterback since Peyton Manning retired. Coach too. 
Yep. And even I'll say this, and even in that last Peyton Manning year, he was when he, and his neck was totally tore up. He wasn't that good that year either. Yeah. If we everybody wanted, you know, if we want to be totally one hundred percent honest about that, they struck out. Yep, they and, struck out. Yeah, and Denver's been striking out with quarterbacks basically ever since that Super Bowl. And so, like, yeah. I would say, uh, who else? Cleveland got to win now. Roster like Cleveland has the whole roster set up so where Baker Mayfield doesn't have to do much of anything. They have two very good running backs. They had Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, David and Joku. Miles Garrett on the other side. They had a win now roster. Problem is, the quarterback wasn't very good. Like you know, it's an issue when you have Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, David and Joku, and your leading receiver is Donovan Peoples Jones. Yo, that is a damning indictment of Baker Mayfield. So that's why the idea that Kevin Stefanski and them looked around was like, oh, we've got a chance to get Deshaun Watson. Dude, let's we might as well give it a give it a go, give the no, old college try. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I mean, I mean, like I said, and it's, and it's crazy to see somebody like like the Broncos. They just struck out Brock Osweiler. Yeah, the quarterback from um from Memphis. He never panned out. They tried with the uh, the other back of the little the short quarterback. I can't remember his name right now. He couldn't. He just couldn't play. So then they you, you seen a bunch of teams. They just they just struck out on quarterbacks, and now they're in panic mode because your players are getting older, but they're still really good. And you know. I mean, and, and it's tough. The, the Obviously, the ideal situation would be you want to try to get a quarterback young that's really good, Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, before you got to pay him. Because when you're paying, that's when things start getting weird. You want to see the Ravens. I'm, I'm very interested to see how much money they give Lamar. I think it's this summer or next summer because that team might look different. The team might look different because he, cause he got to get this money. So, you know, they – we're in a position where they thought they're going to win the Super Bowl, but you know Lamar has his has his, has his shortcomings, and they weren't able to they weren't able to get it done. And Rogers, he completely he, he's destroyed that team. That they're, they're not going they're not going to be able to win the Super Bowl with how much money he's making. That team looks different. They already let let go of one of their best pass records. Uh, Adams, he doesn't want to sign the franchise tag, so that roster's going to look completely different. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, we've got to leave it right there. But we will be right back with more of the Game Plan Podcast on the other side of the break. Coming up next, Tobias is going to discuss all of NCAA March Madness for us. Don't go anywhere. This is Game Plan Podcast. All right, so it is NCAA Tournament Time, March Madness. I know a lot of us have our brackets all put together. I've got eight brackets and four of them are all already busted. So Tobias Bass is the foremost expert on college basketball that I know. So I'm going to ask him a few questions to get everybody ready for NCAA March Madness. All right, Tobias, you ready? Yep. All right, so, Tobias, what is a sleeper team that you think is going to make a big run in this year's tournament? I think Tennessee can do it. Tennessee, they're, they're not super, super old. Typically, typically older teams, they make it, they make moves, and uh, they typically advance far in March, but I like Tennessee's team. I wasn't a fan of them early, but they've, I mean, they, they play, they play really well as of late. They've won, what, 10, 9, 10 games in a row. And they beat some good teams to end their season. They beat Kentucky. They beat Kentucky to end it. They beat Arkansas to end it. They beat a streak. They beat a hot, streaky Texas A&M team and they beat Auburn. So they beat some really, really good teams to end their season. I, I like their team. They really, they really defend at a high level. They can score. My only thing that scares me about them is they go long lapses without scoring. Sometimes they'll go three, four, five, sometimes six minutes without getting a bucket. But if they're making shots and they have one of the better better young point guards in the country, I think I can see them advancing to March because they're a hard team to prepare for. 
Absolutely. So Tobias, what team do you believe was left out of the tournament that should be in the field of 64? Uh, definitely Texas A&M. I mean, they won six or seven games in a row to end it. I think it was a long, actually might have been longer. I think it might have been like eight games to end their season. It was the longest streak in the SEC at the time. They beat some really, really, really good teams to, to go. I, I, to be honest with you, I thought they were a lock. I wasn't even, you know, questioned about it. I mean, I know their coaches really, really well. They thought that they were going to get in, but it was honestly a travesty that, that, that they didn't get in. Their record was better than, like, Notre Dame to end up getting in. Um, their, their record was better than a bunch of teams that actually got in, but to see them left off was, was actually pretty sad. I really, I really feel bad for those teams because they worked really, really hard and, you know, there's, there's, there's moments like that that you just that you just can't get there. So, what team do you believe that's in the tournament currently that is a high seed that people think are going to get to the Sweet 16, the Elite 8, or even the Final Four? What team uh-huh. do you believe is going is most likely to get upset from that group of teams? I think Auburn. Auburn is, def- Auburn is definitely a team that I'm looking at for sure because – so you have, you know, the unicorn, Jabari Smith, he'll probably be the number one pick in the draft. You have Walker Kessler, another pro. Thing is, their guards are like wild cards. You know, when they're playing really, really well, they're really, really, they're really, really good. But they're never, there's no middle ground between they're either really bad or really good. One of their guards, KD Johnson last game or the last game of the SEC tournament, he broke a record. He was 0 for 15 or 0 for 16. He, that was the worst shooting performance, I think, in the SEC tournament history. That, that, that's hard to do. I mean, that that's that's really really hard to do. I, I don't even know how he did that. I actually would like talk to him about how did you how did you even manage to do that? <laughs> how are you I, so I, terrible? I, I, yeah, I've just I've 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 never personally seen that, and clearly it hasn't happened before because he said he set a record. But that's tough. That 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 is crazy hard to do. But I think their their guys are just wild. Um, but when they're playing, they're well. But I I think I think they have a I, I can see them losing early. All right. So what's a what's a player or who is a player rather that a lot of casual fans across the country have not heard of? What player do you think is going to make the biggest name for themselves throughout these next three or four weeks of the tournament? The player going to make the biggest name for himself? That's a, that, that, that's a, good, that's a good question. I want to see if Richmond can keep advancing. They have a tough matchup against Providence, but, they, but their team, though, I like Jacob Gilliard, their point guard. He can play. I don't. I don't know. He's not going to get drafted. But I think he's a guy that he may stick around the league. He played really good today. He had 26 points, like four, four or five assists. But he played well. I think that if they can keep advancing, he's going to be a name that I think players are going to. The people will be like, well, you know, this kid, this guy can play. I think he's a guy as well. I'm looking at um also um Mike Miles at TCU. He's like a Dallas legend. You know, he was he's been a superstar since he was in fifth grade and. He's really, you know, mature in the game and starting to slow down for him. And TC, they have a tough game tomorrow against Seton Hall. But if they can advance, he's a player. I think that he may even get drafted if he continues to keep playing well. All right. So my last two questions for you before we get on out of here. So what teams, what are the four teams that will make the Final Four in the men's NCAA tournament? Well, my, I guess my best bracket I have left, I had Gonzaga, UCLA, Arizona, and Providence. Providence, I mean, they, they had a scare today. I like probably the team. They're old as hell. They have a bunch of guys. Some of their guys, I think they might be 25. They're actually wait, 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 wait. What, what, what they, they get them out of junior college or something? They start college late? Or they, they, were they like Mormons and they go on a mission trip for a while? Well, well, you know, a red shirt, you get hurt, you transfer. That, that, that happens. Yeah, you know, that'll that, do it for that you. Happens. 
And some some of those guys, some of those guys are old man. They're they're, they're like grown, like they're they're. They they got families, so they're they're an older team. But old wins in March, and I think they're a team they can make shots consistently. They're really tough defensively, really well coached. I can see them being a a, a sleeper team that way. They won the Big East in the regular season, so I can make continue that. All right, and so ultimately, with the best bracket that you have left, Tobias, what team do you have hoisting the trophy? I I had Arizona. I had Arizona beating Gonzaga seventy six seventy two in the championship game. Really big fan in Arizona. They have a lot of pick on their team in Mathurin. He's like a six eight kind of he's, he's like a wing guard ish. He's really, really, really good. One of their better shooters, he's hurt. Uh Karakissa. He's hurt right now, but he's playing the thing. I think he he might not play tomorrow, but I think he'll play if they continue to advance, which they should. So I have Arizona beat back. All right, Arizona playing who? Uh I have Arizona playing the record. All right, all right. You just got to make sure I got everything on the record. And you got Arizona, you got Arizona winning. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. But we are out of time here on the game plan podcast. So Tobias Bass, my man, I got to thank you so much for joining me. Let the folks know where they can find all of your work and let the folks know where they can find you on social media as well. You can follow me on social media at Tobias underscore Bass. That's T-O-B-I-A-S underscore Bass. Like the fish and a. This is some of my work in NBC Sports doing some fantasy uh fantasy stuff. I mean the season's about to end, but you know, if you're trying to win your league, NBC is the best is one of the best places you can go find your information from. The guys really they really they really all do a really good job. And we try to get out timely content and unique content on time. So that's one place also at um Zag's blog as well. I'll be probably traveling all over, definitely Texas and hopefully all over the country this summer, you know, covering some of these kids and doing recruiting breakdowns and evaluating some of the guys that end up being future pros. All right, all right. Also, man, I remember your podcast, the Opinionated Six Man. If and when is that coming back? It's supposed to be coming. It's supposed to be coming back really soon, man. Um, I we had the company that I was doing it for. They had like some issues going on, and I had some guests booked, but you know, some of them it ended up not happening. But I plan on getting it back. I actually miss being on being on the mic more, so I'm definitely gonna bring it back. I want to continue to have um really, really, really good guests. So hopefully, it'll be back. I'm hoping at least. By definitely by the summer. All right, all right. Also, man, when are we coming on the show? Because I got to win. <laughs> to be honest, y'all can y'all can be y'all can be my first guest if y'all y'all got time for y'all 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 will be my first guest. Hey man, I always got time for the homies. Always got exactly. time, man. But you can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's Alex Goodwin TSM. That's T as in Tangeray, S as in Sangria, M as in Margaritas. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we appreciate you guys for listening for Tobias Bass. My name is Alex Goodwin. This has been the Game Plan Podcast. We're going to talk to you guys next time.